You are listening to the Self-Trust Solution Podcast with Dawn Lede, episode number five. Welcome back. Today, I want to dive in to self-trust. This episode is good for anyone who suspects that they can use a little more self-trust. What you will learn is what self-trust is, the reason you want it, how I learned the hard way I needed it, and three ways you can start building it today. If you want to know where you land on the self-trust scale, visit me at theselftrustcoach.com and take the free self-trust quiz. Now let's dive in. The first thing I want to share is what self-trust is. And what's so fascinating, if you look up self-trust in the dictionary, it actually doesn't have a definition. It refers you to self-confidence. And the definition for self-confidence is confidence in oneself and in one's power and abilities. So self-trust leads you to self-confidence. Self-confidence says confidence in yourself and your abilities. And that just left a lot to be desired for me. I want to look beyond what those definitions say. And so I would offer for you that self-trust is being accountable to yourself. It's doing what you say you are going to do. However, I want to take it further than that. So let's just ditch that definition and start to look at where do we trust others? Because frankly, we tend to trust others more than we trust ourselves. We are looking outside of ourselves for answers all of the time, trusting in friendships. We are trustworthy to others. And that's where I'd like to focus because What is it that you enjoy about being trustworthy to others? I believe there is an opportunity there to be that for yourself. And that is where I found self-trust lacking in my own life and the lack of work specific to it out in the world and able to point to why sometimes it's so hard to make decisions, to follow through, to have your own back, and so much easier to help others make decisions, to help others in their endeavors to move forward and follow through, to help others support them by having their own back through mistakes, through trials and errors that we don't give ourselves necessarily. So what self-trust is, is the ability to rely on yourself, to be there for yourself in a way that is like you would be with a friend, with a loved one, someone that you care deeply about. That is what self-trust is. And when you have it, when you know that it is safe, to make mistakes. It is safe to say the wrong thing sometimes, to do the wrong thing sometimes. 
it's safe to reach outside of your comfort zone because whatever happens on the other side, you're going to have your own back. You're going to be a safe place to land. You are not going to be part of any repercussions or consequences because there are repercussions, there are consequences, there are results to everything we say and do. Some are wanted and some are not, but we don't have to add to those consequences and those results, those repercussions by being a voice of admonishment or criticism or judgment. Absolutely, we want to evaluate results and we want to learn from them what not to do again, what to do again, and what maybe to do differently again. We don't need to add suffering to the picture by treating ourselves poorly. So the reason we want to build self-trust to create a relationship that is trustworthy, that is trustful, is so that it is safe to be human. (laughs) It is safe to reach for things outside of your comfort zone, to reach for things that are beyond what is part of your normal every day. And guess what's beyond what's comfortable and what's normal every day? That's where most of our dreams live. It's where most of our ideas for service live, where we are serving others, where we are putting ourselves out into the world to do bigger things. So this is why you want it. Not only does it just make the 35,000 decisions we make every day easier when we know that we're going to be a safe place to land if that decision doesn't turn out the way we want it to. It also just creates so much more ability and willingness to go beyond, to reach for more, to be more of who we want to be, be more of who we know we are and who we are called to serve and show up as and create in the world, the impact we're called to make. So how I learned the hard way that I needed self-trust is I no longer felt in touch with even why I was doing what was taking up 85% of my waking hours. And that was in a career that I was in for multiple decades that I loved. I was in the hospitality industry and led sales teams. It was amazing for so long. But at some point, I lost touch with whether I wanted to do it, why I wanted to do it, and how I wanted to do it. I just kept moving forward in a way that I was telling myself I needed to, working crazy hours, putting my hands in things that weren't mine to have my hands in, sacrificing in ways that no one asked me to, and that weren't even beneficial, not to me for sure, and not really even to the people I was serving. I didn't even know who to blame 
frustrated about not knowing whether it was me to blame, but searching because for sure there had to be someone to blame, which I'll tell you, if you are experiencing that in any way, the most beautiful place is just to look inward and not in an accusatory way, not in a judgmental way, but I'd invite you just to look at what am I choosing that maybe I don't need to. It's just an invitation to evaluate. Where am I telling myself that I have to do something that I don't necessarily have to do? What am I doing that no one asked me to do, but I'm telling myself that it has to be done and it has to be done in a particular way? My big wake up call was I felt so disconnected that instead of asking myself those questions, I actually sold my car because it would force me to walk two miles to work and two miles home. It would also force me to leave work at a normal time because those two miles weren't a smart walk after a particular time. So that's what I told myself that here I was working way too many hours, feeling very stressed out very disconnected from my own life. And my answer was to sell my car. It's crazy for me to think about now, but it's, I'm so grateful for it because something wasn't right. My reasoning and decision-making wasn't getting at the real problem. It wasn't speaking to the root. And there was the difference, not in the, not having a car, not in the leaving work at a normal time, not even really in the walking though. That was amazing. It was in that amount of time, which was generally around 45 minutes that I would clear my mind that I wouldn't be focused on work or what I was doing wrong or what other people were doing wrong. It was just a time to create more space. And that was enough to spark better conversations with myself about what that change really needed to be. What mattered to me? And why was I so disconnected from knowing that? I hadn't checked in in so long that I was just an autopilot reaching for goals that didn't even matter to me anymore fascinating, right? And I think it happens to so many of us, we get caught in the doing. And if you're just someone that loves to get things done, we have this achievement focus that somehow we have to be reaching for and achieving big things in order to be worthy. And it's so not true. Is it enough to just want to serve, to be out in the world doing something for others in your work that is fulfilling, that you enjoy doing? I would say the answer is yes. And it doesn't mean that throughout it, you don't achieve big goals and do big things, but it creates more clarity around the purpose instead of letting one overshadow the other. So that led to a very big change in my life. I have 
built this unshakable self-trust that serves me in so many ways. And I, I say unshakable because it is not negotiable. However, it is not perfect, <laughs> which I think is also such a beautiful thing to realize about self-trust. It is this muscle that we build, but it has to be exercised, it has to get real attention from us because otherwise it will atrophy just like a muscle and we'll lean on the tendency and the societal pressures to put ourselves last or to put ourselves first instead of putting ourselves in each moment exactly where we want to be in the way that we want to be having our own back meaning loving ourselves through every decision and every result from every decision and using the data of those results to inform the next decision instead of ever making it mean anything about you as a person, as a provider of what service you provide, allowing yourself to do that in a way that means, yeah, it's not going to be perfect course, there's going to be decisions made that don't turn out the way you want them to. Of course, there's going to be opportunities to do something different or better. And it's all part of the journey. And when you can build self-trust, you're in for it. You're in for that journey, knowing that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. You are going to be the best safe place to land and pick yourself right back up and keep going. So three ways that you can start building self-trust today. The first one was to just create silence. Create spaces of silence in your life where you can actually listen to yourself. Listen for what you need, what you like, what you don't like. We're often shutting that down because we want to call it either excuses or whiny, or we don't have time for that. We just need to keep moving forward. And I want you to consider if cute little two-year-old you sitting next to you, they were trying to tell you their concerns. Would you say, I don't have time for that. I need to keep moving forward. Probably not. And yet we often treat ourselves this way. So the first thing is just to create some space to listen. Doesn't mean you have to entertain it in a way of taking any big action. Just take note, listen as you would to a friend. You don't always have to do something about it. Sometimes it just needs to be heard and acknowledged as existing without any criticism or judgment or brushing off. The second way you can start building self-trust today is to consider what's important to you. In Coach for Life, we have a core values list. It's a big part of each of our steps because if you choose, I say three to five core values that are important to you, you can use these as filters. Really spend some time thinking about what is it that matters most to you? Maybe it's integrity or purpose or gratitude, or service. Maybe it's freedom or knowledge. Maybe it's curiosity. 
go through a list of core values. If you don't have one, you don't have access to one, you can email me at dawn at the selftrustcoach.com and I will be happy to send you one. Picking what values matter most to you can become the easiest filter to making decisions, making choices. When you're unsure of something, using those values as a filter in making that decision can be so helpful. Does this decision move me closer to integrity with myself or does it move me further away? You will probably know the answer to that right away. That's the second way you can start building self-trust. Give yourself pre-decided filter of the things that matter most to you. Maybe it's family. Does this choice bring me closer to my family or further away from my family? Sometimes we use goals. Will this move me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? If it doesn't have any effect on my goal, now let me move to values. Is this in line with my values or is it not? Often, then I'll have an answer. The third thing that you can do to start building self-trust today is to give yourself credit for everything you accomplish. And instead of acting as if that's just normal, that's just what I'm supposed to do. That's just, I mean, why is that a big deal? If you can't tell, that would be the sentences that my brain would offer me. And I encourage you to start to train your brain differently. And part of that is by celebrating yourself for what you accomplish. You don't have to do anything. And look, there are days where not doing anything is a gift and is amazing. And you should celebrate that as well. But also you get amazing amounts of things done every day. And if you're not celebrating that, you're missing a great opportunity to grow in self-trust, to be that friend, that encourager, that motivator. We often think about why are we not motivated? And yet we do all these amazing things and we just act like it's not a big deal. Be your own best cheerleader. I did that. Look at all that I got accomplished today. It doesn't have to be a huge celebration. You don't have to go and buy yourself a day at the spa for everything you accomplish, though if you're doing that, like you're my hero, amazing, but for sure, just at least acknowledge it. At least tell yourself that's pretty amazing. Give yourself a pat on the back. Do a little dance. Take a big deep breath in and exhale. Complete appreciation for how amazing you are. Those are the ways that you can start building self-trust today. What will you take away from today's episode? My goal for you is to take one thing that you can apply to start building self-trust today. Can you start to see the benefits of growing your self-trust? Maybe you can identify where your self-trust may need a little TLC. Or maybe you can make a decision to apply one or three of these exercises to start building self-trust in your life today. I love this quote from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And it says, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review 
This helps me reach new people, continue to create content, and brings me joy in my mission to serve. Join us next week for episode number six, where we're going to talk about worthiness. Thanks for listening and have a trust-filled week. And if you're ready to unlock your self-trust fueled success, join me at theselftrustcoach.com to take the free self-trust quiz. The self-trust quiz will help you identify the areas that may be holding you back and pinpoint where in the achievement process you can use a little extra TLC. Take the free self-trust quiz at theselftrustcoach.com. See you inside.